Welcome to the HTW Podcast. We're your hosts, Erica Huss and Zoe Sakutis, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We stepped away from the juicer and into the sound studio to talk about this rapidly evolving world of wellness. We'll sit down with wellness experts and entrepreneurs for candid conversations and tales from the trenches, how they got their start, how they turned their ailments into ideas, and what they've learned along the way. And we'll bring you news, updates, and our unsolicited opinions on everything we discover in sickness and in wealth. Located at the intersection of wellness and business, H2W is your navigator on the bumpy highway to well. Welcome to an episode in two parts. Oh, two parts. Da, 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 da. Today we have a FounderMade episode. Featuring the founder of FounderMade. Megan Asha. Plus a whole bunch of other founders, which is kind of cool. The Consumer Discovery Show, it's October 4th, and there's still time for people to get tickets, so they need to rush right to foundermade.com and buy tickets because it's an incredible event. It's a summit, it's conference, it's a lecture, it's a... It's an elevated, curated sort of expo. So first, we're going to have a chat with Megan Asha, founder of FounderMade, and then we have some fun little lightning round. Yeah, so we basically went backstage, can we call it backstage? Totally. And we scooped up a bunch of founders. Um, I don't know. We actually lured them in. Yeah. We told them that <laughs> it was Mark Marin. <laughs> yeah, we were like, yeah, he's right behind this door. <laughs> and so anyway, so we scooped up a bunch of founders. We came up with, I don't know, seven or so really fascinating questions and just delivered them in rapid fire style. Yeah. Um, and they had some pretty great answers, I think. Yeah, it was fun. So today we'll hear from Joey Gonzalez, who's the CEO of Barry's Bootcamp, everybody's favorite boutique fitness experience that is not a young company, which many people don't know. It's 20 years old. And we have Bill Creelman, the founder and CEO of Spindrift, which is... Love it. Crushing it. I mean, amazing, all-natural, carbonated beverage with real, actual, real fruit juice to flavor it. And we also have Michael Baumgartner, who is the founder of Kanuka, which is a very cool brand. It's a beauty brand that's mixing Manuka honey with uh, CBD oils. So, you know, your face gets kind of high. Just kidding. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been using that eye balm since we got it from him. And I love it. I think it's wonderful. I actually, yeah. it's a big container. So I've been using it on like my cuticles and my, it just like. That's so cute. I've been using it on my stretch marks on my stomach. <laughs> so um, let me tell you what, I really was hoping it was going to be like a miracle in a jar. I'm not done with it, though. Yeah. I'm not done. Get I'm through that. Sure. Get, through get through that through jar. It. And then I'm not going to ever take a picture of my results <laughs> and share it with anyone ever. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So that was the overture. Let's get to uh, act one as soon as we can. <laughs> <laughs> We've known Megan forever. Who is Megan to you? Who is Megan to me? She is a woman ahead of her time. She is a fire starter. Got a fire in her belly. And she's also the CEO of FounderMade. She is. She actually, I like to think of her as the founder's founder. Yes. She created this amazing organization that is kind of part TED Talk, part, uh, you know, natural foods expo. And part it's, Tech Talk because her background is tech. Yeah. No, I said it's TED Talk. Oh, right. But Tech Talk. TED Talk. Sorry, we're going to enunciate. Yeah. Um, she brings people together. She brings founders and retailers and consumers and investors all into these amazing little summits where, you know, it's a manageable size and it's really just this opportunity for 
people to show their products. And I mean, very, very early stage companies get the benefit of, you know, her amazing relationships. And she's putting people just like right in the hot seat. And between the panel discussions that happen, it's usually, it's like a one or two day thing. The next one is coming up in October, October 4th in Santa Monica. It's just like a nice run of the day. Yeah. So you have like these giant expos where brands usually have to pay a lot of money to showcase their product, like Expo West, Expo East, Fancy Food Show, all of these big, I mean, they're overwhelming. They're like thousands of people. And Megan has created this sort of mini version of that that's super focused and super curated. And she showcases these brands in such a beautiful way. And she's so she's so involved with each one of them. She's genuinely excited about, you know, discovering She is a brand builder. Yes, that's correct. And she gets all of the people who support brands together in the same room to rub elbows and and see if there's any uh, connective tissue, as they say. So there's like investors and there are industry people from, you know, the consumer space. But there are amazing panelists. Mm -hmm. What's an example of an amazing panelist? Um, Let me think, let me think, let me think. Oh my God, wait. We were panelists. Oh my God, we were totally panelists. We were totally panelists. (laughs) We were panelists in 2016 at the first wellness-focused show that she did on Spring, it was at Spring Studio, right? Correct. In Soho. And it was great. We were we had we were in the company of some other wonderful founders. Yeah, doing- and we did a talk on women in business. I thought it was run really well. I thought you know a lot of times those panel discussions can really start to meander and go on and and not necessarily stay on topics that people can't not like read we about. Do. We don't do that. No, all. we don't meander no, ever. No, I'm super succinct. Up. All right. Well, we talk. Let's should we listen? Yeah. Let's just stop talking and listen. Okay. We'll stop talking. Okay. Okay, you're going to introduce this lady? I'm going to introduce this lady. We are sitting with Megan Asha, CEO of FounderMade, which is an awesome, I mean, what's the one word you use to describe it? It's a summit. It's a conference. It's like, a no, little bit awesome. of everything. It's just awesomeness. FounderMade. What is it? Welcome. It's a platform. So platform and big conference that uh, supports entrepreneurs in the consumer space. So we find all the best brands in consumer, in food, beauty, and wellness. And then we bring the retailers. We do one-on-one meetings. We basically just help people build. Um, that's the whole mission of the company. And so we have a whole master plan around it. And it's and, really like, it's an amazing event, right? And people come together yeah. and it's open to the public and buy tickets. It's like open it's to the public. It's an industry event, which is awesome because people need to know. Yep. You're like cool hunting. I mean, you, I feel like, are responsible single-handedly for bringing so many of these incredible brands into into the light. It's really a selfless act, I think, <laughs> Megan, on your part. <laughs> it's taken me a you. long time to find the superpower. I realize that that's like my whole thing. At the end of the day, all I want to do is help people build and help people that I believe in build their dreams. And, and we are so lucky. You know, we live in New York in this fancy, we know all the fancy people, we know all the great retailers. And so we just want to spread the luck, find the best consumer companies, help them build. You and Trump, you know, all the best people. All the best people. All the best all words. All the best people, all the best words. We have all the best And products. so much wellness. <laughs> wellness, wellness. We have all the best ones. Everybody's well. Everybody's well. Nobody's but, weller but, than But that. by the way, you guys, you guys are the, like, one of the, the entrepreneurs, and it was like a dream come true when you spoke at one of our first summits. Like, you guys are 
part of the reason why I'm even building this business. Oh, I mean, I mean, you are. I'm having fangirl so, and like very so weird. Like you are. No, but it's 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 absolutely crazy because ten years ago we met because I loved your product, right? That's exactly the, the BPC how we met. Yep. Blueprint Cleanse. We ordered online and we were first, you know, early adopters of the BPC, and we That's said right. we have to know you. Right. For our, yes. And, remember, we sat and had like coffee and whatever at um, Bottega at, at, at the Maritime. We sat out on the coffee the and patio. Like, I think we had like some rosé. Yes. Yes. Um, all wellness. All yeah. totally wellness. Um, but yeah, you were like kind of fangirl. And then you and know, we said, what deal can we strike with you? <laughs> we want free juice. <laughs> and we will tell everyone we had a digital media platform. That was my first business. You were so and, early on that, too. Uh, we so were. We, we were before influencers even knew what the word influencers were. I know. So. Like you were an early pre. Yeah. Crazy to think I about know. because yeah. Yeah, it was all pre-social media. Good yeah. on you. Yeah. But I want to hear, like, I want to hear about that journey because you were doing this like pre-social media, social media, and then like fast forward. Like how did, how did you kind of arrive at becoming like the founder, like the founder's founder? Well, let's start. What did you go to school for? Oh, psychology. Well, first, because we know it was in theater and voice. Well, let's be honest. I really wanted. We were just talking about this. I really wanted to be in be in musical theater for the rest of my life. Me too, girl. Um, I started off as a theater major, then went to psychology and business. Then uh, natural transition. Natural. Firstborn Indian daughter. So and and wanted to be like the Indian son. So basically, right out of right out of college, I got a job at a hedge fund. I moved to New York to work for a multi billion dollar technology hedge fund. Both of those. This is by the way, funny. They both went to jail. No. So I learned about oh, integrity. Cool. I learned yep. a lot about integrity. Learned about crime. Yes. White collar yes, crime. White collar crime. They're both in jail. It's okay. Living it up. Living it up. Um, but it was it was interesting because I had really put, you know, the finance industry on a pedestal. I'd like put all these people that seemed to be so big and fancy up on a pedestal and, and I was still trying to find myself. Definitely was not, did not fit in with the hedge fund lifestyle or, you know, it was, it was a cute thing to do in, in New York. Um, but definitely, you know, long term, you know, I have a, a picture of when I decided to quit my job at a hedge fund and go to CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. And I, and this was for our first business, the digital media platform. I have a photo from 10 years ago where I'm hugging the Consumer Electronics Show ball. <laughs> it's on my Facebook. Crazy. I didn't even remember that I took it. And now, like, it's fast forward 10 years ago when I was trying to find myself through this digital media platform. And, you know, we had launched that. Fast forward, we're building basically the dream of, you know, consumer electronic show, but this is really for consumer brands and food, wellness, and, and beauty. So we're doing, we're launching all those products at the show. You know, CES, the Consumer Electronic Show, started in the 60s in New York, and they were small. And we got start a year and a half ago. And it's really you know, only been a year and a half. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And what? I was and I was juggling. So went to business school after after um doing the digital media platform. Yeah. And that's when we didn't hear from you for like a minute. Yeah. We were like, where's Megan? <laughs> I was like heads down trying to be again, trying <laughs> I was trying to prove to myself that I was smart. I was trying to prove to myself all these things. Like it was very like I think this journey, and this is like the thing that I I ha- I like the humility of not knowing exactly where you fit. And, and not believing in yourself is like the thing that, you know, I, I want to, first of all, expose that when you first start something, you don't really know where, where it's going. But when you persevere through the uncomfortableness, you can actually get to what you're supposed to do in life. 
But that's, I mean, that's really huge. I think that that's like, everybody feels it. Uh, not a lot of people say it out loud. And like, that is why we're all kind of doing this, right? We're having these conversations. We're talking about like tapping into that vulnerability and tapping into like that moment where you're absolutely doubting yourself. And I mean, you, I feel like you've been so kind of transparent about these experiences that you've had uh, of like, okay, well, I don't fit there, but I know I fit somewhere. And then I don't know. I just think that it's it's a, it's important to to say those things out loud and to and kind of reinforce. And you know what the funny thing is, is that once you actually find your lane and then you're successful in it and you do something great and you build a great business like you have, then you deal with all of these other sort of insecurities like imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. There's like a whole host like, of other shit. Oh, know, my God. Like, I don't even is, know what is, happened. I didn't actually do that. Clearly, they're going to find me. They're going to find out that I'm a total fraud. Right, right. Is that how you guys felt? Because it's so funny. Oh, yeah. I literally, for when I was in business school, when you probably didn't hear from me, I would look at your article. I would, like, romanticize the entire exit that you had, you know, the the business that you built, the fact that you guys were able to operate this bootstrapped. I mean, what you guys built, you guys were the first to market, early adopted, like, all the early adopters, and you really— Created. I, know, I don't want to make this whole thing about you guys, but I no no want go to ahead, say, please continue. <laughs> but I do want to say, like you guys were part of the inspiration of why I built FounderMade. And looking at, like I always thought, you know, because we hadn't we lost t- contact. I always thought to myself, these girls have made it. They must feel so awesome. They they sold their company. They just must be like. How did you feel? You didn't imagine us crying in the corner and wondering if it was all done. <laughs> How did you feel after you got, I, after, you, after your company I, was acquired? Like, I what sometimes was, cry behind that tree over there. No, but but really, like, no. I mean, again, no, I and, think, and also female founders that bootstrap something when nobody else, and yeah. at the time when you guys started the company, nobody, like, there were very few female founders in wellness that were building real businesses, and you guys were on that the That were not backed by men somewhere. And, exactly. Right, and you guys were on the forefront, forefront doing your own thing, walking to your own beat, and and building something that had a very deep and powerful mission of what, like, your soul— I knew, I mean, this was, like, very much aligned with your soul on what you guys were were supposed to do in the world. Yeah, it def- definitely was not that sort of image of, like, you know, sitting back in 100% confidence Eating and saying, bonbons. like, look what we built. <laughs> yeah, it was no. definitely a rough transition because we went from running our own business 100% to being acquired, so we never took on any capital. So the moment we walked in that, you know— big, gigantic conglomerate. We were like surrounded by, you know, white men who were like, oh, you're cute. We're going to take it from here. (laughs) And then they're like, and then you slowly, I think from that point, the confidence slowly starts to chip away. Right. Because they're like, like, okay, well, what are we not doing that they feel like they know how to do better? Because now there's like a whole new guard. Yeah. That we're not, that we, that we don't know what we're doing. Like all of a sudden they're like, no, that's not right. Yeah. No, that's That's not not how it's done. (laughs) No, that's not the right direction. No, that's not going to. But then I think, honestly, I think it extends to beyond like moving away from, you know, that chapter into yes. like the next chapter of like, okay, well, what are we going to do next? You know, we've got this track record of success. And I think this is what you're oh, asking too. Like, that's even more crushing. Yeah. Having like yeah. the track record of success <laughs> looming over your head, that is like a mind fuck. Like and not having everybody look at you and yes, be like, um, what are they going to do next? Yes, they're they're straight superstars. Like, no, it was like, where's the, the next A coming from? It's like being a child actor. Yes. A yes. successful child actor. It is. And like, then you grow up and you go through puberty and they're like, wah, And then wah, they wah. put you on growing pains <laughs> as like you? the, you know, awkward neighbor. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, sad. God. But so it never, so basically it never, it never goes ends. Away, Megan. So it, it never changes. ends. No. So I, it's very interesting because we've hit a certain level of our company. Like I never 
first of all, this thing started as a dinner series. It wasn't supposed to be a real business. Founder Made started literally because I was like, so after business school, I worked at a venture capital firm and then I was consulting as business development for a couple startups. I actually took a call of, I thought, I'm pretty good at sales. So I'm going to take the hardest sales job I can possibly do. And it was like HR recruiting sales, like where I was like basically calling like hundreds. I, I learned everything. It was horrible. awesome. I was, I traveled like 150 days that year. It was like this crazy, crazy thing. How old were you at the time? No, I was right after business school. So okay. I was like, you know, 20. yeah. Yeah. And so did that and was miserable at both and was kind of just doing things. But I was like, I still want to be an entrepreneur. I know I have something in me. I can't be sitting here like looking at deals on, on the investor side when I still have like, I want to operate. Itch. I want to operate. I want to itch. I, I want to itch. Um, I want to, <laughs> we'll I go got the entrepreneurial later. itch. And so I said, I said, I was like a little depressed. And I said, when you're 90, what will make you happy? That was the question I asked myself. And I said, okay, I'm going to just do 12 dinners this year. I'm going to call them founder made. I'm going to get all the founders, the entrepreneurs that I knew from my first business in digital media to come and just, it's going to be founder therapy. I'm going to get other, like, you know, we did one with uh, the founder of Squarespace. We got a bunch of tech entrepreneurs. We did one with Daniel from Kindbar. So we, we like built this thing up and it was like, those were days well spent. Me doing like a small dinner. And, and I remember our first small dinner was in the lobby. It was like in the downstairs apartment complex of, of my apartment complex. It was like next to a gym. It was like so, it was like bootstrapped. And it was like all my friends that were in startups that just like showed up. And one of my girlfriends said to me, she said, follow the breadcrumbs. Like you don't just exactly. do, just do what you love and follow the breadcrumbs. And then we, you know, I'm very apparently love execution and love to have outcomes for you know, any time on earth. Actually, we wanted um, Daniel from Kindbar, want, I want him to speak at this big dinner. And he said, his PR people said, well, he's launching a book. He's only going to speak in front of 300 people. Now, mind you, I was like juggling a couple jobs and I was like, I can get 300 people to show up. Let's put a conference on. So I ended up launching our first like future of wellness conference. I had taken basically the model that I had learned from TechCrunch, mm -hmm. which when they launched, um, if you guys aren't familiar with TechCrunch, they started off as literally cocktail parties with investors and technology companies. And then they turned their their media business into TechCrunch Disrupt, where they would basically do shark tanks for the technology sector. So I said, there's no like shark tanks for wellness. Let's do a shark tank for wellness from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Gansevoort Hotel. We'll get Daniel to, Daniel to, to speak. We'll have sharks. Um, and we had we partnered with Well and Good. We were expecting like 75 people and over 400 people showed up. I had um, I was really into gift bags with <laughs> with inspirational quotes, and so I like quotes on the bag. Yes, okay. and I have the first, I have like a photo of them. It's crazy that I still have this, but I was ironed on. I printed out these quotes and I would iron on all the sayings on the gift bags. Wow. It's you were like, actually like the seamstress and costume designer. I was costume and musician designer. And it was director. like a really fancy gift bag with like an iron-on saying, like, do what you love. Who knows <laughs> what it that was. That is such with a little picture it's of a like kitten really, hanging from a really tree. inspirational yeah. products. Um, actually, I did bring you guys inspirational products. Love it. You Is did? Yeah. You're like oh Santa every time I see you. I like yeah. an inspirational home. quote you could share with me right now. Oh, well, I say winning and learning, never losing. Oh, Ooh, I like it. Winning and learning. We're not doing anything but winning and learning. Yes, that's right. Winning and learning right. and never losing. Okay, I'll, I buy it. Um, <laughs> so Founder Made is coming up in October. Yep. Correct. October 4th. In LA. In LA. Barker Hanger. 
This will be which, how many, what number? So we did these like sectorized events. It was really actually supposed to be investors and brands when we first started. So it was like investing in wellness, investing in food, investing in beauty. And what we realized after, you know, our brands wanted commerce. Number one thing is was driving commerce. And so we took a step back on the model and I said, listen, we want like this, like in order for us, because me, at the end of the day, like, it's all fine to do a fancy party, but that's not the mission in the world. The mission for for me genuinely is to help discover the best consumer brands, help them build effectively and efficiently. I know what it's like to be an entrepreneur. I know what it's like to go and raise capital. I know all the like to, to go and get the sales. It's so inefficient. The system is so broken and so inefficient that if we can create a system where that happens in a very effective way through our summits, through our platform, that's, and we're helping people build year over year, that's the thing that, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's really the longstanding, you know, goal and mission for our company. So took a step back and said, okay, brands want commerce. They want retailers. They want, you know, they do want investors but and, and acquirers, but really at the end of the day, like it's really, gonna, the, the best thing we can do is really create efficient relationships between the retailers and the brands. And we combined all of the sectorized events, food, beauty, and wellness, because there's a lot of cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. Whole Foods will come, you know, obviously category buyers come from come from different areas. And we basically created the Consumer Discovery Show. So Consumer Discovery Show launches all the best brands in food, beauty, and wellness. Uh, we're going to be doing some launches on stage. Very exciting for our September uh, or sorry, for our October 4th event in mm-hmm. Santa Monica, uh, like cordless hairdryer. Like what? Crazy. Nice. Wait like, a minute. Oh, well, there's a cordless curling, curling iron. iron. Yeah, but hair dryers is so Hair dryers, like, nobody's done in, on the planet. Like, you it's create crazy. blackouts. And they're launching. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, a whole thing. it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And I, we're so grateful that they're launching at our event. Our first consumer discovery show is in November. And then our second one you guys were at, uh, which was on June. And mm-hmm. we're doing our, our third one which is October 4th. Coming up. And people can go and buy tickets until when? Just like the day before or? Uh, about a week out. Okay. So so we need people to hustle up and buy some ha- tickets and ha- go get access to like cool shit like cordless hair dryers. Yeah. How much are they? How much are the tickets? Uh, $300 Cool. And you can you walk away with like a sick-ass sick. gift, gift bag. Yeah. I love and it. amazing conversations with founders, many of which we had in June. Um, That's a great investment, actually. It really is. Yeah. It's a great experience. And I think what I like about it, too, is that it feels it feels manageable. It's not overwhelming. It's not like, you know, Expo East and Expo West are great. They're trade shows, though, so they're not open to the public, really. And it's totally overwhelming. You can't walk those shows and feel like, you know, any lack of FOMO, right? Because you constantly like, well, what it's did I miss too over there? Big. Founder made really feels more like it just feels elevated, and it feels like you really are celebrating everyone individually. It feels like an elegant buffet, it's not, right? <laughs> like, well, it, can With those only- two words live in the same sentence. <laughs> I think that elevate. is an oxymoron. But, um, <laughs> no, an elegant, but well, yes, yes, okay, fine. A, a, uh, <laughs> no, an market table. Well, and I oh, love. Nice. By okay. the way, like, yeah, I love. Every, like all the the I mean Expo West Expo East we love all of them yeah we, we do a bunch of partnerships and and you know the goal for us is really again highlighting the product launches year over year right and hi- and highlighting yeah. not just the product launches but every founder has a song to sing a story to tell yeah and we want to help tell that founder story because at the end of the day like we don't just buy into just brands that are on the shelf I bought your brand. First, I bought your brand because I was interested in it, but once I met you guys and I learned about you, I was like obsessed. I wanted to be you. Like that's, you know, I mean, really, it's like the blueprint cleanse. You guys were the best people to sell me on 
Oh my God, you're the closest thing we're ever going to have to a stalker, just so you I know. know. I'm, I'm so like, flattered. I just want you to come you. here and pay us a compliment every day because I, I always feel a little bit better th- about myself after can having a conversation start, with you. Can we start a fan club? <laughs> Megan could be our only member. <laughs> She'd be the president. <laughs> Number one. The <laughs> Chairman. Um, president, the secretary, and the treasurer. So speaking of our experience at Founder Made, we wanted to give you a little bit of a taste of our, um, your own medicine because we sat down and had amazing conversations with, I don't even know, like 10, 12 founders that you hooked us up with. And we played a little like rapid fire kind of game of Q&A. So we wanted to give you some of the same questions. What do you think about they're, that? They're really easy. Great. Let's do it. Super simple. <laughs> Super simple. Uh, Zoe, take it away. Question number one. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Ooh. And what is the worst? Okay, so best piece of business advice. I think the the one thing is just sitting in something and asking your customers what what they really want and really building the spec. On, I mean, that's that's the way that we built the business. So, I mean, I would just say just listen to your sit customers. In yeah. Sit in it and persevere and like getting no's, like now, and I think this is something when you're in a sales position or when you when you first started a company, and it, and this happened in my first business where when we first started, we would get a lot of no's and it was like, there's a lot of like things that were happening. And I wasn't clear that part of being in business is just getting a bunch of no's. Mm-hmm. So bring there's the rejection. no's on. Nobody yeah. Give me that. the rejection. Yeah. Got to kiss a lot of frogs. Yeah. And then you'll find your prince. All right. This is good. Um, okay. Next question. Oh, wait, what? but what was the worst business oh, advice? I yeah, we or down the path worst, of the notes. Worst business advice or worst thing anyone worst has ever said to you? Said. Well, I was raising money for uh, for one of my startups and, you know, really reputable investor. And he and I had a female co-founder. And he says to us after we do our pitch, it was a therapy startup. God, it was, it was a therapy eyes. startup. I know. Like where this is going. And we're like, we're going to disrupt the therapy world. This is it. Like online therapy. This is going to happen. We're super early. This is before I was in business school. And he says to us after our pitch, because so um, do either one of you want to have kids? Because <laughs> I know a great billionaire I should introduce you to that doesn't want to have kids, but he would be great for you guys. Didn't listen to our pitch whatsoever. And again, like all great learning. And this is all stuff that like, I, I'm so glad now having female leaders like you guys and, and you know, just the new, the new, new. And it, again, like diversity, I, I, I believe in diversity and everything, but it, it's just interesting to have had Ugh, those God. experiences. And Oof. before, and, and you know, when you're young or you're insecure, like you, you don't know what to make of that. And, and especially I hadn't been on the investor side yet. Now I understand being on the investor side and I, what I'd love to tell all startups or all consumer companies or, or businesses that are going to fundraise, like at the end of the day, you need to align with your investors and like you never want to take an asshole's money. You just don't. You don't. It's not worth it. It's not worth it's not it. It's going to be less of an asshole nope, the longer nope, you're in a No, no, no. If you see yeah. any weird things, it's like dating. If you see any weird things, just just there's a lot of it out there. There's yeah. a lot of other people in the, to, to go on dates with. So, or marry. Ah, oh, that's right. just a, a great piece of advice. Um, okay, next question. What is the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? We have vegan eggs. Whoa. <laughs> like in a shell? This is like a product that's launching at our consumer discovery show. Vegan eggs. So they're not real eggs. So what I'm going to get you the brand. Plant-based eggs. So that we can have these on the link. But it's plant-based eggs. Like made, plant-based. This is launching at the Consumer Discovery In what Discovery form? Show. Like a scramble? No. Like in a shell? It's like a vegan egg. Oh my God. That is definitely the weirdest thing in anyone's fridge. You're making I'm fascinated. shape with your hand that seems to be like a round yeah. egg. 
Right, round, okay. we're gonna have to go round vegan eggs. <laughs> See it at the Consumer Discovery Show, <laughs> Santa Monica, <laughs> October fourth. If that's not a teaser, I don't know what it is. Seriously, um, Erica, next question. Next question. What is your greatest indulgence? So I've been doing this marathony thing, and then I'm friends with the founder of Vega, like the the guy who's uh, Brendan Brazier. He's amazing, and he said if you go vegan, you're gonna get better as an endurance athlete. I go vegan most of the time, but there's one thing that is on my seamless web order history for the last 10 years. Lupe's East LA. Lupe's East LA, if anyone is in the New York metro area, if you order the enchilada Souza, <laughs> that is my happy place. Um, next question. <laughs> What's the most adventurous, outside of your comfort zone, self-improvement thing you've ever done? Well, I'm doing it actually this weekend. I'm running the Patagonia Marathon. Why Patagonia? Why couldn't you just run a New York Marathon? So here's the thing. <laughs> it's almost November. I wrote on my vision board. I'm very much about vision boards and manifestation. Mm -hmm. I have it even printed on my my planner, all the visions. Uh, we might need to get an image of your vision my board. My 40th birthday. You can, yes, it's beautiful, by the yeah. way, because me and my creative director really went crazy. We did it in, in um, Iceland um, on a Sunday. We created our vision boards. And I'm going to do this on my 40th birthday. Was that on your original yeah. vision board to create a vision board in Iceland? I know, but now it is. It's it's actually on my it's on my weekend trip when I turn forty to to have that as like the thing that all my friends have to do with me is create vision boards mm -hmm. on a Sunday after we that. go to Paris and shop and eat. So this is hard because I have runner's knee, and I'm running Patagonia, and there's like fifty people running. It's not like the most you can't hide. Yeah, but but on my vision board is I first it was to travel to all the continents, and then it cha I changed the game by basically deciding that I want to run a marathon on every continent. So I've done Paris in April. I did um, Australia in uh, the Gold Coast in June. And now I'm doing Patagonia, South America. This is amazing. I'm like, this is truly, God. I mean. Is it amazing? Inspiring. Is it amazing? Let's see. Let's see if I get lost in the woods at night. Let's see if you can walk by this. Let's see if I'm the last I one. I feel like a total failure. Nope, 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 like nope. No. This, this is just, this is just. This I is tried just to play. me running and howling at the universe and oh, saying, please help that. me align with purpose. And That's also don't, you know, it's, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I may walk it. I don't know what the, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how it's going to go. You never know. It's, it's always a, an adventure. Next question. What is the most pivotal game-changing business moment, good or bad? Mm, that's a good one. Okay. So game-changing moment, pivotal. Number one is we this was in November, our, our November show, when we first launched our consumer discovery show. I mean, this is like super, like super transparent. So get ready. We, you know, didn't really know we were in the trade show business. <laughs> yeah, we had 150 brands that we, you know, had on the show floor. And, you know, we didn't have a trade show producer. We didn't really know, you know, we literally, it was my, my co-founder who, you know, worked at Google, who was like mapping the floor three weeks out, she was like, we have more space. No, we have less space. We didn't really know. It was very, it was a very interesting startup experience. And so we had exhibitors that had different pricing on the show. So Saturday night comes on, our show's on like Thursday or Friday and, and Saturday. And I get an email and it was one of the exhibitors had uh, CC'd or, or basically CC'd 30 of the other exhibitors and said, founder made, blah, blah, blah. Like not happy with this show. Mm -hmm. We found out there's different different pricing, different areas. And I basically took two months, called everyone with my CFO, 
We made good on every single contract. We said, listen, come to another show. And this was a, and like every time I, I would put some of our customer calls like on speakers so that our team could hear what the issue was. And we had to walk through that and like really just persevere. And you saw our June show was A plus and we crushed it. But we had to, we had, there was a time that was super, super uncertain. And there was a question of our integrity. And what are you going to do when someone questions like your mission, your integrity? You're going to like hide or are you going to get step up to the plate and like own that you made a mistake and own that like you're a startup helping startups and then help people build their business. And, and, and yeah, and like that's why it's like we're learning. We're still learning. We're not, you know, yeah, CS no, started in the 60s. We got we had a long way to go, but hopefully we'll go faster. And you acted with integrity in order to address your integrity. And that's the best you can do. Yep. Good on you, Megan. Good on you. <laughs> Good job turning that around. <laughs> Pivoting, as they say. Um, and so if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? I don't know. Probably an inspirational product company. With iron-on decals. Yeah. yeah. I'd be iron-on iron myself. <laughs> you quotes, like- quotes, quotes and mantras. <laughs> Just walking around with my build baseball caps, which are going to go viral. <laughs> Pictures Get ready. Of inspirational kittens everywhere. I know. Um, okay, last question. Describe your founder-made experience in five words or less. Build others, build yourself. Hey, that is pretty good. Build others, build, build yourself. Your, build others, build yourself. Yourself is one word. One word. I know, but we're going to give it to her. <laughs> oh, five, five words or less. Five words or less. Oh, less. Right. Okay. Oh, boy. Sorry. I'm <laughs> so, being very, like, attached to the five words part. That was a great job by you. Um, that was incredible. Listen, I think I need a vision board, and I think I need you to help me build it. I think oh, we get have ready. a vision board party that comes with a— Maybe we do—you you do a pod—we, we like, actually have, like, an active wellness, you know, highway to well, you know, vision board plus podcast party. I like as this. long as there's some musicals in the background and maybe everybody's audition tape <laughs> from some point in their life. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to sing it. <laughs> um, Megan, this has been fantastic. So, so good to see you, as always. And we just want to encourage people to check out FounderMade because if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a retailer, if you're an investor, or if you're just somebody who likes to be a consumer, then this is the place to get all your news and good stuff. I love it. I love you guys. We love I'm you. I'm going to give you a, a big round of Inspired applause. all day. Aww, the feeling is mutual. Thank you, Megan. Thanks. Okay, and we're back. Yeah, fun stuff. Megan. Amazing. Love her. Love her. And now we're going to move on to a few more founders that we met up with backstage at FounderMade. Yeah. It was our lightning round. It was super fun. And it kind of made it feel like we were Alex Trebek. Yeah. And if you want more of this, next week we're going to actually drop a few more episodes because um, we 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 found, we found some more founders and we asked them some more questions. We founded some founders and finding them helped us find our way. Yeah. So if you like this sort of lightning round kind of pace next week, we're going to have even more. Yeah. Bonus tracks. Woohoo. Joey Gonzalez. Yes. CEO of Barry's Bootcamp. Well done you. (laughs) Welcome. Good on you, as they say. (laughs) Um, This is going to be our lightning round of fun questions after your experience at FounderMade. I'm ready. Ready? All right. All right, you take the first. I'm going to start. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever gotten? To trust the people that you hire to do the job you hired them to do. That is a good one. That is a good one. It's a really it's good hard one. to find good people, and it's even harder to earn their trust. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's also, 
you know, said in other ways, don't micromanage. Exactly. You know, you have to give people the opportunity at least to succeed or fail. Right. No, that's totally true. Good point. What is the worst thing anyone has ever said to you in business? I think it was probably a year and a half ago when I heard that an employee was very miserable and hated showing up to work every day, which was my, literally my nightmare come true. That is upsetting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it helped me to identify, you know, what was a much bigger problem in her department and then fix it. So Nice. Good. Actually actually productive. make some lemonade about that, yeah. out of that lemon. Exactly. Which is good. It's not always an opportunity, so that's cool. Yes. What is the weirdest fr- thing in your fridge right now? It's not weird to me, but people are always like, what's yeah. ghee butter? And I'm like... Whiskey what, butter? Ghee? No, ghee. Oh, ghee. Yeah. It's like purified He was asking in the butter. form of yeah. a question. No, yeah. People always say it's weird. It doesn't uh, you don't weird think it's me. weird, though? I, I, There's no. nothing weirder than in your mind? Or like, what's the grossest thing? Grossest. <laughs> I mean, I have two children under two, so where do you want to go with this? <laughs> Listen, I have two under three. Yikes. Good God. Are they twins, I hope? Actually, mine, one is over two now, so technically they're I can't say that twins, anymore. They're so they're like Irish. Dude, two and a half Lord. and one in a month. Uh, yeah. Congrats. Oh, I'm one Thank in a month, you. too. Oh, really? Um, April 29th. Oh, April 8th. Oh, my wow. God. That's cute. They should totally Boy or girl? Out. Girl. So she's probably like walking and talking and making mine look awful. No, no. She's totally, <laughs> she's totally like, slow too. <laughs> like three steps, he falls. I'm starting to get like really like a, you know, concerned now. I'm like, you're supposed to be walking. <laughs> My first was a girl and she was like eight months and she's like, hello, how are you? Oh, so now yeah. we're like, what's going on with this boy? I know. I have the same fear. I'm having the same concerns. <laughs> Good God. And I also have not one, but two jars of ghee in my fridge. Oh, nice. Great. Yeah. I don't I've think got it's some weird old either. tuna, but it's like a whole other story. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, what's weird in your fridge? Uh, well, I was thinking about it the other day, actually. And there, my husband and I, we, our honeymoon was in Japan, and that okay. was in fall of 2016. And we still have a jar of this, like, preserved pickled fish that is totally fine. Oh, like, oh it's actually the expiration date is, like, sometime in the next two years because it's all pickled. But it's gnarly looking, yeah. and it's very scary. So that's gross, right? That's kind of gross. Meantime, yeah. I asked him, I was like, what do you think is the grossest thing in our fridge? He's like, I don't know, that coconut cream cheese? I'm like, no. he, he's no. like an extreme eater kind of dude, though. Yeah. I have a few vegan cheeses that yeah, people might not think gross. are gross. Normal. Yeah. Are Continue. you vegan? No. 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 Okay. But I was <laughs> non-dairy for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we all have our faces. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our moments. I was raw for a long time. I'm recovered. Totally. Yeah. What's your greatest indulgence? Chicken nachos. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Very specific. And smoking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that Can is... Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a pack of wheat. It's it not a big first. deal. It's just casual. Um, chicken nachos made by you or by... Anybody, pretty oh, much anybody. Really just I universal mean, we, chicken nachos. I love nachos and I love specifically nachos with Bird. a nice pile of like chicken, whether it's pulled or, you know chicken breast, whatever yeah. it is. I love it. Yeah. Wow. God, that sounds almost like good enough to make me eat meat again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not this guy. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do intermittent fasting. And so oh, I'm at like 17 hours now and I forgot to eat and I'm just like. Oh, but you know what? That's going to make you sharp as a tack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the most adventurous or out of your comfort zone self-improvement, self-care thing that you've done? Uh, I don't know if this counts, but eight months ago I got an executive coach. Mm-hmm. which was very hard to do because it's just a big decision, right? Totally. For the organization. 
Um, and it, what I thought was going to be like a very academic approach to leadership turned into like, take off your shoes, lie down on my couch, and let's talk about what happened when you were a little boy. Wow. And it ended up actually changing my entire sea level team and the way that I manage. And it's That's been amazing. super impactful. But definitely totally out of your comfort zone to start, yes. for sure. Yeah. Cool. That is funny. My very good friend runs one of these companies. That's what they do. And it's terrifying. Yeah. I would just be terrified. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a, well, you're like holding naked. up a mirror. Yeah, yeah. you're totally naked. Yeah. And I had to stand in front of my C-level team uh, when we brought it into more like of a group session yeah. and speak about like the work I'd done with him and actually was like moved to tears, which I think was great because it let them sort of knock their wall, their yeah. own walls down yeah. about the experience they were about to have. And then it was like everyone slowly unraveling left and oh right. It was like pretty, a pretty powerful experience. That is cool though. That's yeah. amazing. That's some real All right, I like trust it. right there. Make That's a note gross. of that. We got to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. Most pivotal, pivotal game-changing business moment, good or bad? Opening Barry's New York City in 2011. Where did it start? In West Hollywood. Oh, Oh, I think I... It is 20 years old yeah. this year. Wow. And most people think it started like in 2011. Because New Yorkers are assholes. And yes. we're like, everything is born here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the reason exists outside of New York. The reason that was such a big deal is because it was one of the most innovative things we'd ever done mm-hmm. as partners. And we took what was, you know, a, our core competency in a business model that worked, which was 1,400 square feet, like a pooper in the studio, and like yeah, barely totally. any lobby. Um and expanded it to, you know, an amenities program with great product. And we invented something called Fuel Bar, where we create these great shakes. And my husband, who's a restaurateur and does, like, healthy, fast, casual in California, and I did all the recipes. And it just was, it was a big experiment, right? Yeah. And it, it succeeded. And now every single studio is, is like Chelsea and has all of those things. So That's awesome. That was a make it or break that it is moment, a big moment, Because that's when big all different companies were starting to gain momentum, like SoulCycle and Fly. And so it really helped us push. Yeah. You know, we started to premiumize the brand and, and differentiate it from yeah. our competitors. That's awesome. Very well done. So on that note, the longevity piece, um, how do you feel that you stay relevant in this kind of space? It's moving so quickly. Everybody's an expert. Like, how do you find Innovation your, yeah. is like key. And just, I mean given who we serve, making things as convenient as possible. Yeah. So we love the fact that like between our four walls, you can get everything it is you need from nutrition to fashion to all those things to Orbe. Right. Which was a big deal to our customers. <laughs> right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Dry shampoo after yeah. how you sweat your falls off. <laughs> of course. Um, love it. I love gentle Orbe. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't doing this job, because you've been at it for a long time, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? Sadly, I'd probably still be acting. Why is that sad? That is not sad. Oh, happily, I'd be acting. (laughs) (laughs) Probably receiving an Oscar. I mean, if you were only auditioning, that would probably be sad. But if you were actually fully working, then that would be happy. True. Right. Which is why I gave it up because I was. Because you were just eventually just auditioning. Got it. Because it is a soul-destroying career industry. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. You're like, yes. let me go do things that are going to make me feel good and not, <laughs> and not judged for. Yeah. But also, you reasons. can't. So, I started when I was 13. I was like in SAG and doing film and TV and all this oh, stuff. Nice. And you can't have that career for a decade and not be humble. You literally learn how, you know, yeah. to be humble and yeah. never. Which is important to take into whatever you're doing. Never now, exactly. So, that's a great way to learn it. Um, what have you seen today here that excites you? Product, um, speech, anything? 
us, obviously, present yeah. company excluded. I think I'm just such an entrepreneur at heart that the thing that has excited me most is just to see all of these aspiring entrepreneurs in the audience. And the questions that they have, they're so much further ahead than I ever was when I started. So that's just been really fun for me to, to experience. Describe your founder-made experience in five words or less. Fun, friendly, smart, cold. I've been so it's cold. It's a little chilly in here. All okay, day. No not, not from the people, just the actual... No, room. no. It's just the, the temperature. temperature. That's yeah. why I said friendly. Yeah, yeah. We have, they have the warm cupboard, yes. but I'm just really cold. It's because you're still fasting. I think maybe it is. I think, I think is, that is Yeah, why. you need to go get a chicken taco. <laughs> <laughs> you mean nachos? <laughs> yeah, a taco. I'll take a taco. Yeah, nacho, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's officially our questions, but I know Zoe had one more um, bonus round. Oh, I did. Um, in an arm wrestling contest, who do you think would win, Erica or me? In an arm wrestling yeah. contest yeah just check out these guns your arms are covered so i'd pick erica <laughs> damn and he's so wrong. but if you knew the guns blazing under yeah. here i mean it would actually be like watching two chicken nachos <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no muscle under here it's, it's pathetic anyway uh, thank you, thank so, you much. so much no thank you um everybody should go to barry's boot camp always because we would love look that. amazing and feel amazing after they do it yes yeah and we will go west side east side thank you so much Michael Bumgarner, founder of Kanuka. Kanuka, which is a combination of cannabis, CBD, and Manuka honey. Love it. Yes. And it's Genius. all natural beauty products. All natural care. beauty products. Uh, the CBD is derived from hemp, which allows it to be legal to be sold across state lines. Amazing. So yes. this is state a national lines. brand. Where are you from? Ohio. Oh. Yes. And we are international or national, and we, we also sell uh, to several other countries right now, too. Cool. It's easier to sell internationally or? It's always easier to be sold, I would say, just nationally. You don't have to deal with customs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, this sounds amazing. Um, And we're going to do some really, really quick lightning round questions. I hope you bring it because the word on the street is you really screwed up the last one. <laughs> yeah. you, you did. Tell me. You really about it. shot the bed on. What was it? Who was it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. We don't want to worry about it. that. We're not gonna. We're not gonna direct anyone there anyway. Okay. You want to ask? All right. The first yeah. Let's kick it off. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever gotten? Do something that you uh, you're passionate about. I would say that's number one. And then once you do, realize you can't do it by yourself. It takes a team to build a business, uh, focus on your strengths. And by developing that team, it allows you to kind of uh, so I, narrow in that focus. I take it that Trump did not give you that advice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, was, I alone can make Maruka. Great parents, I would say. Aw. Nice. Yeah. Where are your parents from? Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah. Midwest. <laughs> They're always nice people. Uh, worst thing anyone has ever said to you in business? Ooh, that would be, you can't do that. Just telling me I cannot do Just something. straight up, like, you can't. Like, you're There's incompetent always, or you're not allowed? Well, I think coming from, you know, I'm in the cannabis space, but I'm, a, I'm approaching the cannabis space rather differently than a lot of companies. You know, we're, we're approaching it more from the beauty, wellness side of things. So I think a lot of the feedback that we originally had was, no, no one's doing that. That's not where the, the industry is going. And I think what we're seeing, especially in the wellness industry, CBD is, is the next natural ingredient. I mean, it is trending like no other. So I think that is the next next phase. I agree with you. And I'm actually curious to see where it all goes. Uh, next question. What is the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? Mm, man. 
These are some questions. <laughs> really? I wouldn't say the weirdest thing. I would say my son and I, we love cold gummy bears. Ooh. So gummy bears are in our fridge and we share them. That's our, our after school snack. That's him, awesome. For him. That's and not weird. I mean. Is that weird? I don't know. It, cold gummy bears. You're not going to like chip, break a tooth? You have to kind of, you know, go slow at it. All right. Know? Oh, I like, uh, I see what you're doing. You're, you're freezing them so that it like slows oh, him yeah. down. You gotta on enjoy the gum- it. Yeah, enjoy right. the gummy bear. And then you slow down the child consumption of candy. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> the child slash adult consumption of gummy, <laughs> gummy bears. What is the most adventurous or out of your comfort zone thing you've done for like self-care or self-improvement? Oh, well, so I've, I'm in the skincare space, but I'm in there for multiple reasons. My wife's in dermatology. She helped formulate, you know, the amazing products that we have. But we have an eye bomb that just got picked up from a, uh, a facial bar in Columbus, Ohio. So I had my first facial oh. a couple couple months ago. It was pretty amazing. But did it take a lot of coaxing or were it you did. just like, okay. I was like, come on. I, I grew up on a farm. I have a farming background. I'm like, come on. I'm, I can't do this. <laughs> no but, one's getting behind but, this. Are you going to have I another one? You're going to do it again? I think I probably... <laughs> yeah, you're going to do it again. Because <laughs> your skin looks amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Most pivotal, game-changing business moment, good or bad? What was it? I would say partnering up with the, uh, the strategic partners to raise some capital last year. Uh, not only for the capital. The capital can come, I think, with any type of company if you have a business plan, but it's finding the right people, you know, finding people you actually enjoy working with. So I think... Kelly and I finding uh, GLA uh, was probably, was definitely the best decision we made. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So this, as you know, is becoming a very noisy, crowded space, this whole like wellness and beauty and all of that. So how do you guys stay relevant when everyone's an expert and there's just so many people in the sandbox? Well, I think we have a pretty unique differentiator coming about it, you know, approaching the beauty and wellness via the, this cannabis vehicle. So I think that allows us to... Uh, immediately have a conversation with someone. So what, what we find is, uh, you know, one of my good buddies told me one time, he works over at Nike, he said, Michael, you have a, a hard product to explain because it's cannabis beauty, but it's very easy to experience. So I think the fact that we can, you know, have a conversation, we have Manuka Honey in there, which allows us to reach a totally different crowd, makes it a little bit more approachable, uh, you know, so we can have the conversation, get product in people's hands, and then I think from there, Odds are you're going to have a good experience. So. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to feel when I put this on my face? Like, what am I going to... Yeah. Well, you're not going to feel... I'll tell you what you're not going to feel. You're not going to get high from it. You know, one of the very first questions we get truly are, am I going to get high from this? And then they look at you like, eh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you can tell right, me. Come on. <laughs> like, is that really what's going on? Uh, no, you're not. It's going to be a... It's going to be a great, um, you know, a great feeling more on the moisture... Moisturization. That's the word. Moisturizing, uh, it really helps people who have eczema, psoriasis. One of the best conversations I had, um, a person called me, and this was a perfect moment because I just got just drilled by my board on a board meeting. This is my first one. I was like, went in to put a presentation together, got, got waxed. So I'm driving home thinking, man, that was brutal. I got a phone call from um, a person who found our product out of L.A. She ended up being an actress, a model, and she just went through... Um, chemo. She had breast cancer and, and it really affected everything about her daily, you know, her daily life. She said for a year, she's been searching for a product that could like help her skin, help her heal. And it was a perfect time because I just had a bad meeting. And then I get this phone call and I'm like, this is why we're doing this. Like mm-hmm. to help people tr- genuinely, like you're creating a, a product that can actually help people is pretty powerful. So I think hopefully you'll, you'll experience that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a nice story, though. It is a like nice that. story. That's, those are the moments that make it things is. worthwhile. Have you seen anything here today that like super exciting, whether it's a product or a panel experience, or well, like what's what have you seen here that's gotten you? Uh, well, I've only been out in sixth floor in my booth. I did do a, a breakfast panel this morning. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, it's just the founder made. Like they're amazing. Like, yeah, they're good people, and what they're creating here is really, it's really unique. Really connecting people, whether it's brands with buyers or influencers. So I think it's just, you know, what they're doing is very inspirational, I would say. Nice. All right. Shout out Founder Made. Seriously. Yep. Nice work. <laughs> In five words or less, describe your Founder Made experience. Oh, what a lead-in. I didn't even know right? that was coming. Beyond expectations. Oh. That's two. That's all he That's needs. All need. Oh, okay. He's done. <laughs> done and done. Beyond expectations. Overwhelmingly beyond expectations. Oh. Maybe oh. add another one. I don't know. We're going to put that <laughs> shit on their social, right? Says Michael Baumgartner. There we go. Founder. Kanuka. Kanuka. Um, great. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we'll share with people how to find you guys. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. But yeah, now we're here doing this. You're still... I, I, I have... We can't quit each other. I think we it's can. so hard, though, to come in and out of these... I... I it's not for the faint of heart, this business, you know? No, it isn't. Um, I have to say, that's like walking these aisles. I'm like, I'm kind of glad I'm not trying to convince someone yeah. to like buy my tea or right. whatever. I, I mean, know. Yeah. It is. It's, you it's should, the shilling of the product is exhausting at a certain point. I also just think the, the whole like founding a brand and then, you know, trying to move it potentially to X in a lot of these businesses, it's really the only way to do, to monetize yeah. is... I've done this for like 21 or two years in different ways. And I think one year I made money. So you're like, <laughs> if you're lo- continuously losing money, the only thing to do is find a partner that will help yes. relieve you of that. That's correct. Are you guys happy? You, so you're glad you're yeah. out of it? Yes. Oh my yeah. God, yeah. We had a, you know, it was like we sort of started this thing and the entire time we were looking over our shoulder wondering who the big fish was going to be. Yeah. So you knew you were going to eventually. I mean, just by (laughs) the amount of copycats, the sort of mom and pop kind of like, I bought a blender and I'm going to compete with Blueprint. Like, yeah. So we're like, oh my God, we've really sparked something here. And so it's like, we're not worried about them. We're worried now about like, when is Pepsi coming in? When is Coke coming in? And so... Yes, it was the right time. Everything kind of lined up and we just felt like if we're doing this, then we're doing it now and this is how we're doing it. But the other thing is we didn't raise money. So we never, we never had to sort of jump through that hoop. Yeah. We just went straight to see you later. I think you guys did it exactly the right way. I love that you're still friends and you still (laughs) hang out. We did karaoke two days ago. Wow. I'm like, (laughs) that is awesome. I know. No, I'm saying because a, a lot worse. of, unfortunately, a lot, you know, the the side of the road is littered with partnerships yeah. that didn't work I, I, out. Know, and everybody says that. I'm just like, it's, I, I think, yeah. I mean, it's no, it, it's we hear more it a lot. common than not. Yeah. I mean, I. No, it's I very think unusual, especially to socialize. It sounds like. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think especially among women. I mean, I hate yeah. to say it, but you know, catty I, bitches. I don't yeah, know. I'm going to say that's I a stereotype. I'm sorry. I just like, I can't buy into that. I don't really know any, we had a, a potential investor once tell us to, like actually in a meeting, I will never invest in women again. Yeah. Period. Full stop. Jesus. Because he had invested in uh, another company who now is crushing it, by the way. I'm not going to say who it is, but two female partners. 
Yeah. But it's not, I mean, it's not common. I think, I think that it's to also have a friendship that maintains through it. It's, you know, it's hard, but. Hey girl. (laughs) No, I mean it. I (laughs) I already have. She's my work wife. It's amazing. Well, congrats. You guys did something really pretty amazing. And congrats to you. Now we can officially announce, I mean, introduce you. So I'm going to introduce Bill Creelman, founder of Spindrift, an absolutely delicious carbonated beverage with natural fruit juices and um, no essences. No essences. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Whatever an essence. Right. Everybody, let's just. It's just fairy dust. Is really what it is. What it is. Fairy dust. (laughs) It's a secret for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This This is true. Um, so welcome. Thank you. Are you ready to play lightning round? Let's do it. But I, I, actually, I'm not sure I am completely ready, but I will do my best. You're totally ready. Uh, oh, you want to use the first one? Yeah, okay, I'll do the first one. Um, what is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Start slow and fast. And fast. I thought you said and fast, and that was confusing. And fast. Start slow and fast. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense that in does very make few a lot words. Of sense, yeah. I think we did that. I think we did that too. Right. Well done. Check. <laughs> Next. I would agree. Next. These are all going to sound very familiar. I, I'm running your playbook. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. What is the worst thing anyone has ever said to you in business? Culture doesn't matter. Oof. So Someone said that? Strategy trumps culture. It's just yeah, not, it's just not true. That's yeah. 100% so not true. Wrong. No. Shame. Yeah. You, 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 um, I think that's one takes some time to learn, but as you do more and more of this, it's there's no marching band at the end of these things. There's no ticker tape parade, confetti. Mm-mm. It ends with half the room unhappy, half the room unhappy you're selling, half you know pissed off of you, and so you got to do it because of the team. Yeah, I think that's solid. What is the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? Pickled rams. Mm, that sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. Blackberry Farm. Did you pickle them yourself? I didn't. I purchased them. I wish I had, though. <laughs> do you want to do it over and say you had? <laughs> you know what? If I had time, I would, I would be pickling ramps all day long. All right. They're delicious. We could teach you a little hack kooky. called a quick pickle. Quick pick? Oh. Quick pickles. That's Brian's specialty. Oh, good Lord. You guys can talk about that later. Um, is, that all right, karaoke, is that a karaoke move? Is it that could so be. <laughs> it could be. Oh, God. What is your greatest indulgence? Olive oil. Mm, that's a good answer. Really delicious olive oil. Spain, Italy, Greece? Right now, Spain. I started with Italy. My wife's Italian. But I recently learned that Spanish... Olive oil is actually more spicy and good. I think that's probably right. Yeah. There's more to it. Can it can really change a meal. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Strangely. Especially as like a finishing thing rather yeah. than just cooking. Salad. Yeah. Delicious. All right. Good indulgence. God, I'm just getting hungry again. I know. Uh, they're not feeding us here. <laughs> um, what is the most adventurous or out of your comfort zone thing you've ever done for self-care? I went white truffle hunting last Ooh, year. Ooh. Where? Alba. Wow. With uh, pigs or dogs? Pigs or dogs, that was my question. So, oh, my God. It's almost like you guys have hung out together. <laughs> so okay. pigs are in France, dogs are in Italy. I learned that. Okay. So and they use, dogs. They, do they actually still use pigs in France, or is it like a Probably not. urban legend? Because they, they eat everything. Over, they do. They eat everything. 
How um, long was that experience? It was like a long weekend, but it was Oh, my God, nuts. that sounds amazing. I don't know if you guys like truffles, yeah. or, but it was... Hello, birthday yeah, present. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Okay, fair enough. That was pretty amazing. So I, maybe there's not like something a, I would do normally. A truffle spindrift flavor coming down the pipeline. Yeah, could be. be awesome. Okay, most um, pivotal, game-changing moments, good or bad? It was early on with unpasteurized fresh juice and trying to figure out how to incorporate sparkling water. You guys know that crazy world so well and how short that shelf life is and how fussy it is. Hour by hour, the product is changing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was the moment we discovered that there was someone that could provide us with unpasteurized fresh juice and that no one had ever done it before. Because in this business, if you don't have something that's truly differentiated, or maybe there's ways to be successful, but for me, it wasn't worth going into the space if there was already a well-trodden path ahead of us. That was, you know, kind of entrepreneurial gold. Yeah. Because <laughs> it meant now I knew what I was going to do for the next 15 years of mm-hmm. my life. <laughs> I'm confident, too, that it was going to actually... You know, I think so. Work. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's got to be diff- It's got to be differentiated on a level that is clear and not just subtle that only you and three other people understand. Right, and right. You don't have to dig into it. Yeah. Well, that sort of answers the next question. But how do you stay relevant in this crazy space that's moving so quickly, and everybody's an expert, and everybody's in your sandbox? Everybody's in me too. Yeah. I think you do your thing. You've got to have incredibly strong conviction you know, really sort of trust your instincts. I'm, I'm a food guy. I love, love food. And so for us, it was funny enough, leaning back into probably how all these products were made years and years ago and have kind of been forgotten. So squeezing a lemon, adding sparkling water, not a complicated idea, but to do it commercially um, and have it taste delicious is been 10 years of work to try to figure that out it's a lot of r&d <laughs> yeah of yeah well it's i mean just you guys are, it's so funny we're sitting across from one another because you you know how different things taste continuously yeah. and how yeah. to do it at scale and still have it taste delicious and not be not compromise on your values as you go there's so many opportunities for shortcuts along the way i think the thing i'm proudest of is that we've still making our batches with that same integrity that we had in 2010 yeah. now. That's great. That's that not great. a lot of companies can say that, I no. think. That's the, one of the biggest hurdles. Okay, so what is the one brand or consumer product out there today, not literally here at FounderMade, but in the world that you look at and think, oh, why didn't I think of that? Or I wish I had come up with that. <laughs> there isn't a brand right now that I'm enamored with that comes to mind there's more locally in Boston. There's this amazing farm that is sort of come back to an area where there hasn't been a farm for years and years and years, and it is just thriving. I think that for me is more of a reference point. Like how do you bring back some of these kind of traditional ways of preparing food that Mm -hmm. has been lost in this world that is just seems to just be accelerating, accelerating, accelerating. Yeah. I guess the, the bigger message as it relates to sort of brand and I think the integrity behind products in within five minutes, you know, everything about 
is this really a brand I stand for? Are they really doing things in a way that has integrity? You could kind of mask and, and hide a bit. Um, it reveals itself, I think. And now transparency is just is, is almost require a cost of entry. And yeah. so those are the types of things I'm interested in. So that's also a good segue to the next question, which is if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? That probably, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I love the idea of local food and, you know, food for to make the world a better place. I've got a bunch of little kids and, you know, to me introducing four, four little guys yeah. and introducing them to food and how, where food comes from and education through food is really an interesting, for me, is a wonderful pastime. It's a form of folklore. I mean, it's a it is. form of folklore, yeah. But lesson, you know, say, well, they're learning in the classroom, but the reality is that they're much more aware when they're out kind of out in the yeah. fields yeah describe in five words or less your founder made experience good or bad <laughs> fast and furious i it's been a bit of a blur but great conversations and people nice i like all those words five. it's okay it was two separate thoughts and each yeah. of them was less than five words <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. Oh, this my awesome. pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for popping by. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1 800 number. Yes, we have a 1 800 number at 800 674 1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info. And check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking. <laughs>